When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, welcome back. This is your host, Alex, and you're tuned into the Market Adventures podcast. Enjoy part two of my interview with Lindsay Sutherland. Could you walk us through an experience with one of your clients? Okay, well, I'm going to tell you about a good friend of mine. She came up to visit us here in North Idaho, and what happens often when people come visit us, they fall in love with this area. It it just really is beautiful. and Her and her husband have been talking about moving up here for the two years that we've lived up here. They wanted to follow us and they're stuck in that bubble where, you know, it's like they're working. They have their, you get, you get in a system in your life. Well, she had lost her job due to some health issues and he is, um, got a good job and he's supporting them financially for the most part, but they're at this place where they're good where they're at but they're almost not good enough to get here where they want to be to live their best life. Right. And so he keeps telling her, well, if you get a job, you know, that'll give us a little more money. We can save our down payment. But she's like, I don't want to get a job because then I'll get stuck here in Arizona. And, and I totally got, I am like, okay, let's sit down. We gotta, (laughs) we gotta work on this because I knew exactly what to do to help her. I said, first of all, especially nowadays, there's so many ways to, make money without being tied to a location, just like a a regular nine to five job. And because he is paying and his salary pays the bills, that gives her a little bit more time. Ultimately, what it boils down to is either you invest your time or you invest your money to build up that step two increasing the revenue type thing. And they they have some savings, you know, so they're 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 already working on that step one. Um and then for her, we sat down and this is what I'm really good at. And and then with her it was obviously a little easier because we were friends. But I have this gift after being in the car business and managing people, I've I've had teams of 30 people. I have this ability to see what's going on in somebody's I guess their soul in their heart. Like I can see what their heart really says. Their head and their mouth might be saying one thing, but their heart is saying something else. And I can tune into that and be like, okay, but I see that you're saying this, but what I'm hearing you say is this. Let me tell you what I'm seeing here. And it usually blows people away where they're like, how did you know that? I'm like, I can't explain it. I could just see it. And I'm just telling you what I see. They're like, that's so true. So I understand those those ways about people. With my friend, I was able to say, okay, I know you and you do not want to work that hard. She just isn't that. She's just different than so like me, for example. <laughs> I'm, I'm like a work to the bone type of a person. And she really enjoys um, family and living and experiences. And so for her, Working hard for long periods of time is not um, in her cards, so to speak. But also, she is very good with kids. And she was actually our nanny. We met her when she was 19. 
Um, and she was great with kids. She ended up going into Montessori and being a teacher. She's like, well, I should start my own preschool or Montessori school and even doing it virtually. And I said, you know, I think that's a great idea, but I don't see that being sustainable for you. I said, I see you getting burnt out with that because she makes these commitments to these kids and then she puts her own needs, you know, on the back burner and then it causes this disconnect within herself and she feels frustrated. She's like, yeah, you're right. I do do that. You, you know, so she totally revamped her and I said, let's, let's really brainstorm of how we could take what you're good at. You're good at working with kids and you have a passion for it and let's turn it into a profitable business. And so something she could work on, you know, in her spare time is to set this up so that she is a like homeschooling coach because she's got the gift of helping parents who right now are struggling um, dealing with their kids being home and learning from home. And I was sharing with her some of the problems. I'm like, let's identify some of the problems that these people are dealing with and how you can solve it. And then let's put together this roadmap. And I even, I mean, I take her through everything, not just the idea of the business, but even how to drive traffic to the business um, in, in full circle, right? And so I gave her strategic tasks for her to get going on her way and how to get from where she was to the big picture. So all that within an hour of, of working with her. Um, and then she's kind of on her own now to walk through that process. She can obviously call me or we could set up another meeting um, to get to the next level. But at this point in my journey, I'm doing these one hour consultations because it's just really, A, it's what I'm really good at. I'm an idea generator. I, I see what's going on in people and then I can help tune into that. And then I just get flooded with ideas on how to make that into a passive income. So for her, I suggested building up courses for homeschooling parents or parents that are schooling from home and also to give them uh, strategic ways that they can better the education with their kids in shorter amounts of time. So how to do that without, you know, obviously take some time in the beginning, building up those courses online, like teachables, for example. Um, but then eventually it's going to just be there and sell itself. So she's going to, all she has to do is master the idea of driving traffic to it. And then she's got her little business going with income. She doesn't need to make a whole even lot of money for them to get to the next step of what they're trying to accomplish. So she's in a perfect position for it, quite honestly. But that's that's what I do with with clients. That's how I would walk through it. I love courses, by the way. I love when people create courses. I think it's the most brilliant thing to do because everyone's got a skill that somebody else wants to learn. If you're just confident enough to and you you know you're focused enough to put together something on a platform that's digestible and it provides value, I think it's a good way to to create passive income. Mm -hmm. um, so I really I like that situation that you, you detail there, and I'm sure your friend is um, very lucky to have an insider, right? Um, that can help her out. So besides courses, what do you what do you find yourself recommending for those seeking to add passive income? Um, I know you you said your dad had some real estate investments, and he had a 401k. Uh, you've recommended courses. What else do you like for people who are looking to add that passive income stream? Okay, so what I recommend is going to be dependent on the person unique to their situation. So if they're in a position where they need to earn 
income to survive, then we're going to focus on building a business that creates passive income so that they can scale their time, right? Leverage time into versus money to that whole dichotomy, so to speak. But if you've got somebody who, let's say they've got a decent job and they're comfortable and they really aren't interested in spending an extra 10 to 15, 20 hours a week with a side business, right? Or maybe they're just not business minded. Some people just are not, and there's nothing wrong with that. Then maybe they just instead, they use their money to make money. Now, the the one thing that can be the downside to that is it does take a lot more time. You know, you have to put your little, I call your money little employees. You stick your little employees out in the world and get them working for you. And there's so many different ways to do that. Um, I love real estate. I, that real estate to me is one of the fastest ways to grow passive income. I mean, stocks, you you have a lot of education, so there's a huge learning curve. Well, I guess in real estate too. I forget that I already kind of went through that. So <laughs> sometimes I forget that part, but there is a learning curve. But also sometimes what you can do with, with real estate is you can use your money um, to invest in a project where you don't necessarily have to know everything there is to know about real estate. There are investors who do this professionally and sometimes they use your, you, they could use your capital. It would be like you would be essentially like a hard money lender um, to invest into a project. And there's also REITs. Um, but yeah, you know, then groups of people get together, they throw their money in and then they, you get your money back, right? Plus interest. And so there are some really great ways to grow your money and get your money working for you without you having to do all the heavy lifting. Like you don't have to be a wholesaler. You don't have to flip houses and be an expert in writing contracts. <laughs> you can find ways to invest your money in real estate without having to know everything there is about real estate. But you definitely want to make sure you're working with trustworthy people. That's the number one thing. Okay. So I know, um, so you, you have a lot more uh, range than I do. Admittedly. I mean, the real estate is something that I've done a lot of research on, but I've never actually put my hand in. Um, but like stocks and investing and trading in terms of using the financial markets have always been my go-to for suggestions. But it's nice to hear that you are very individualistic, right? You listen to exactly what that person is dealing with in the moment. And that then you're brainstorming around their situation to find something that works and fits fits into their their life, right? Kind of like a puzzle piece, right? You're finding the right the one that that fits them, um, mm -hmm. and I think that's I think that's really 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 cool. Um, so I, I want to know because you mentioned it earlier that you you had started the podcast um, after realizing that why not just hit the record button while you interview these people? Tell me about your uh, your podcast journey. Give us the name of the podcast and and tell me how's that been going for you? How do you like it? And you know some pros and cons that you found on it. And what does it make you? How does it make you feel knowing that you're like a content creator now? Okay, I want to answer that, but you got me thinking about something, and I want to circle back for just a moment. <clears throat> something I've learned is that I don't have to be the expert at every single thing, which I'm not. Right? That's why I started the podcast. But here's what I've learned along the way is I can meet really awesome people. So what I do with my clients is I listen to their needs and then I will put them in touch with resources of people I've met. So in your case, 
like you said, you're much but more versed in the market and I'm not. I'm much more versed in real estate, but I'm interested in the market. And that's obviously why I subscribe to your show. <laughs> and then if I had a client who's like, hey, I want to know more about this, I'm going to going to refer them to you. I'm going to say, listen to this podcast. You're going to love it. Um, and it's going to help you get your education in. And I've got contacts who are experts in course creation, affiliate marketing, podcasting, freelancing, blogging, all these different things. So I don't have to be the person who knows everything about everything, but I know enough about each thing to look at a person and say, okay, I can tell that you are really a good writer. You love to write. You want to be kind of behind the scenes. Let's look at blogging. I think this would be a good fit for you. And then I can put her in touch with or him in touch with the person I know who's a coach on, on blogging and how to make blogging profitable. So that's kind of the model that I use. That's what I, that's kind of how I help people. Um, and then to answer your question about podcasting, I love podcasting. I don't know this, this is exactly if I had a coach doing for me what I was, what I'm doing for other people, she would tell me podcasting is my thing because I grew up competing in rodeo queen pageants um, from the age of five all the way until I was 18. I won my first title when I was 15. It took me 10 years <laughs> to win my first title. And part of competing is doing public speaking. And so I did have some professional training with public speaking and I definitely was shy and definitely not a very outgoing person when I first got into that. But after I, I don't know, there was this switch that flipped that year that I turned 15 and I, I must've just been watching some of the girls that were winning. And I, I saw how expressive they were in their, in their speeches and how they were doing it. I also got some coaching from a Miss Rodeo America who had won that year. And um, I found that I love public speaking. I love teaching people and I enjoy, um, I guess, sharing with the world. But what I don't like, this I also learned through Rodeo Queening, <laughs> I don't like getting all dolled up. I don't like wearing makeup and doing my hair every single day. I, in fact, detest that. And so for me, podcasting is perfect because unlike like YouTube, right? I don't have to put on a show and look all this jazz. I can just be myself. I can get on a podcast at six in the morning when my kids are sleeping or at nine o'clock at night after they're in bed and I could be in my jammies and all of that. And I love it. Um, I get to speak from the heart. I know I'm making, I know that the people who need to hear it are going to find it. Um, and then the next step is driving traffic to the podcast, which I love to do. And that's, that's one of my, my gifts too, is like, I learned that through the car business was, I was the internet director. So driving traffic to our website, driving traffic to our cars that were for sale. That's what I did. So I really enjoy it. It's everything I could have imagined for myself. And what's even more hilarious, Alex, is like six months ago, I didn't even listen to podcasts. My sister actually got me hooked. She kept sharing this homeschooling podcast and I finally broke down and listened to it. I don't know. I guess I'm old fashioned. I'm like, I kind of remind myself of my dad in that way when he got a 
when texting became popular, he like refused to text. <laughs> it took him years to, before he finally started. And I felt like that's me with podcasting. I'm like, I don't want to listen to it. I don't want it. And then all of a sudden, I don't just listen to podcasts all the time. Now I'm hosting one. <laughs> so it's actually kind of funny. That, I mean, that that's really cool. And you and I share, you and I share um, that in common, right? Having children, you really only have to, two windows to do this if you really love to do it. And that's, you know, when the lights are out and they're asleep mm-hmm. or when the lights are out and they're asleep, right? Only in the morning and only in the evening, which I think is, that's cool that you and I share that. Um, I did not know I was on the call <laughs> with a champion. You should, you probably should have started out with that. If you could see me and meet me, I am just a rugged, down-to-earth kind of person, and I'm not a very um, frilly girl, let's just say. <laughs> so I, as much as I wanted to be a rodeo queen, like growing up, it all started because my sister did it, my older sister. And I was like, I want to be like her. And I'd see these girls at the rodeo. I grew up in rodeo. My dad was always in, big into, like, um he was part of the committees that put the rodeos on. So I was behind the scenes and everything else. And I would see the rodeo queens and I was like, I want to be a rodeo queen. And I was five, right? So of course, every little girl that's five wants to be a princess. And then, you know, year after year, trying it and trying it, you you gotta, you have to have horsemanship, (laughs) which I can nail that, you know, putting my horse through the patterns was no problem. Then there's speech. There's modeling, there's an interview section, they do extemporaneous questions where they just basically ask you on the fly a question and you have to answer it um, on stage. Um, And then as you get older, there's some more details into what they do, but so to speak, those are the primary categories. And when it came to public speaking, I was super shy, but then I realized after time went on, you know, getting into the Rodeo Queen thing, it is so much more focused on looks than who you are. And that's, I guess, why I feel a little bit embarrassed because it's not who I am. It's it definitely, um, I don't know, in a way it is a lot like a beauty pageant, even though you have these extra things you have to do. I felt like it just didn't resonate with me anymore. When I was 18, I, I'm like, you know, I just don't want to do this anymore. I had already held four titles and uh, each year when you do finally get, when you do, if you're the title holder, you also have to travel. You have to travel through the state and attend all the rodeos that are in your state or in your region. Cause like the turquoise circuit rodeo queen, she goes over two or three States. Um, and I just was not in the mood for that anymore. And I wasn't in the mood for putting on a show and, putting on the makeup and the hair and the smiling for everybody, you know, I just, uh, I don't know. I just wasn't, it didn't resonate with me anymore. So I think that's probably what you're hearing in my voice. Tell us how we can reach you. Tell us how my community can get in contact with you either for business purposes or they just want to enjoy Lindsay Sutherland. Well, my podcast is the passive income examiner and I think on it's on anywhere you can get a podcast. Um, if you can't remember the name, just look at Passive Income. It usually pulls up. Um, and then I'm on Instagram at the Passive Income Examiner is my handle. So I would say probably those two are the best way to get me and my website, the Passive Income Examiner.com. 
do you have, do you have any uh, parting advice for uh, any anybody who was in your situation, who's maybe currently working at a, a corporate job and is starting to to get the that kind of those butterflies in their stomach, like you described, that turning um, just discomfort with being in that that situation and wanting more. What, what would you tell them? Well, and once you have that like space of just knowing what you want, I believe that that opens up the universe to bring you the people that you need to get there. And you don't even know who they are or where they come from. But if you just imagine it happening and you believe in the possibility, that's the step two is like you believe in the possibility that it can happen. And it's okay if you don't know how today. That doesn't make it not possible, right? Magic happens. People come into your life like the realtor I met that helped me get up here to North Idaho. We're good friends now. And she is exactly what I needed, exactly when I needed her. And I didn't have to go find her. Actually, I accidentally found her. (laughs) So, I mean, those kind of things will happen for you, too. Um, And so listening to like podcasts like yours and like mine, where people can get inspiration and ideas, it just might be that little light that goes off that makes the next step, you know, open and, and you walk through that door. If you're not completely satisfied with your life, then spend some time journaling. And if you could wake up tomorrow and let's just say money was no object You literally woke up into your ideal life, right? You had everything already done. You don't have to get there. It's not figuring out the how. You just get to wake up and bada boom, bada bing, you're like in it, right? What does your ideal satisfactory life feel like, look like? Journal about that. Write that down. And I'm telling you, that is creating it. That is the step one. When you take out the how to um, and you you set aside the, but I don't know how to make it work, or or there's this roadblock or that roadblock, and you just get to this feeling place of what it would be like to experience your life as if it already was happening. You will see that the way opens up for you, and then you can start following those nudges. That's that's how it essentially was for me. I would I would journal just exactly what I told just told you. I would journal as if I was waking up into my ideal life and I literally created it. So it can happen for anybody. Wow, wow, wow. I hope you enjoyed the last two days of this interview. Um, I loved it. I loved every minute of talking to Lindsay, and I hope you loved it too. Make sure you go check out her podcast. Um, learning more and more information is not just exclusive to being here and hanging out with me, though I love this community. I do want us all to gather as much information as possible because we can continue to communicate with each other and grow our own mastermind. If you, if you learn anything from Lindsay, especially in this episode, it's about masterminds and finding the right people to impact your life for the better. I will see you tomorrow, Wednesday, December 9th, and I'm going to teach you how to buy your first stock today. You've been listening to the Market Adventures podcast, and I'm your host, Alex Cunningham. Mm-hmm.